Production has its own set of challenges. We've already talked about. We've already talked about how advanced planning can really help solve problems that you have on set. Oh, where was I? Hey, Larry, can I see you off stage now? I'll be right back. We'll talk about dealing with production problems on today's Two Real Guys. Hi, I'm Larry Jordan. And I'm Norman Holland. And welcome to The Two Real Guys, where today we're talking about solving problems. Norman, we've been on a lot of sets. Oh, way too many. So tell me something. Of all the sets you've been on, all the productions you've worked with, how many times have things gone exactly as you planned them? Exactly? Exactly. Precisely. Okay, great. Let me think about this. Um, I'm waiting. Uh, this week. Anytime. None. I didn't exactly think so. Exactly none. <laughs> exactly none. <laughs> you know... Life never goes exactly the way you want. And that's why planning is so important for all the productions that you're doing. Because the more you plan, the less likely it is that you're going to run into problems. Mm -hmm. and, but the exciting thing about shooting is that things change all of the time, right? So we have to figure out how to plan and still leave room for change. Because that change sometimes leads to great things, great performances, lucky accidents. At other times, of course, it leads to problems. Most often, it leads to problems. Unfortunately. And problems break down, I found, into issues of time time and money, people and points of view. Mm -hmm. See, there's never enough money. There's never enough time. And sometimes there's way too many people and far too many points of view. <laughs> right. Uh, many episodes ago, we were actually talking about a way that helps you approach the, the prioritizing that you need to do. You called it, if I remember correctly, PAFETAM. PAFETAM. The whole issue is trying to decide how to solve your problem. And you do that with prioritizing people, facilities, time, and money. Mm -hmm. PAFETAM. Mm -hmm. For instance, there's different ways that we can solve it. Maybe you have to throw money at it. Maybe you have to throw more people at it. Maybe you need more time or you need more facilities. Whatever it is, the planning that you go through helps you to figure out how you're going to resolve the problems that occur during production. You, you've got to plan, right? Uh, but you can't let your planning get in the way of telling your story, right? You're always talking about planning. I'm always talking about story, right? Because planning lives within the story. Mm -hmm. I can plan, but unless there's an environment, a story, that tells me what I'm planning for. All I'm doing is just drawing lines on a piece of paper. Right. What we need to start with is the story. Then how do we execute that story and tell that story mm -hmm. visually? That's the whole point that we're trying to get across. Well, let's, let's give a few examples of what you're talking about. Right? Okay. Can, you, can you think of uh, a time when you were on set and had to change something? Oh, <laughs> ever. You know, I'm just thinking about this podcast. But... <laughs> I remember one that was very clear. It was what I call the kill the dolly shot. The uh, dolly shot is where the camera is on little rails and it rolls forward toward the talent. Mm -hmm. It rolls forward toward the talent, has this Beautiful. wonderful revealing shot. Beautiful shot. It's a, yeah. uh, we ran out of time. I couldn't do the dolly shot. Wait, so how did you solve that well, problem? Well, I have to end up on a close-up of the actor. Uh -huh. So what we did is we just did a zoom. Now, mm -hmm. I ended up with the, uh, the close-up that I had to have. Mm -hmm but I lost the sexy dolly shot. Right, but you still managed to Barely. fulfill your story 
you haven't recovered, of course, from no. that. It was you an emotional met- experience. <laughs> but you still tell the story, which meant that you had to know that at that point in the story, you needed to be on a close-up of the actor, right? Right, and it would be nice to get the dolly shot. And it was a wonderful thing. We had all the equipment. We just didn't have the time. So we had to say, what does the story require? The story required a close-up, and that's what we got. Right. Well, th- sometimes it's not about equipment. Sometimes it's about personnel. Sometimes it's about the people. Sometimes you may be working with difficult actors or other kind of collaborators. They'll, uh, an actor will say... Uh, do I really need to walk over to that window? <laughs> it's the, what's my motivation question. <laughs> right, and sometimes as a director, you may be stuck on the walk over to the window for all the wrong reasons. It may not be necessary to tell your story. Your actor may be giving you a really good clue to something that's wrong with your stage. Uh, we're talking before we started the show today on a problem you ran into on a shoot. Right, this was a shoot many years ago, back when I was a wee boy. I, I was uh, <laughs> making a movie, we were shooting it under the name Cherry Pink. It was a 1950s period piece uh, about a coming-of-age story, a young uh, 13-year-old boy. And we had all of our cameras and everything ready to shoot on a street. And uh, someone next door saw all of our cars, the period cars, saw everyone in period dress, and chose to go outside and hang an American flag with 50 stars on it. But this was the 1950s. There were not 50 states (laughs) at that point. So we knew that that was a problem for us. So how did you solve it? Well, we could have repositioned the shot so we didn't see all the way down the street and we didn't see the flag. We would have lost the wide shot. We would have lost the feeling that we wanted for that neighborhood in selling the story of what that neighborhood was. We could have shot just with that flag as it was, but there were a number of people, the director included, who basically said, uh, you know what, that won't, that, that'll take us out of the story. So what we ended up doing? We paid the guy to take the flag down. See, you solved it. We have people, facilities, time, and money, and you solved it with money. It was a low-budget film. We didn't want to do money, but this was the best priority answer at that point, right? I remember there was a shoot that I was doing. It was a documentary on weather, and we were traveling Mm -hmm. around New England to show how the weather changed. It's just that for that two-week period of shooting on this documentary, the weather never changed. It was (laughs) beautiful skies, clear skies. I hated when that happened. It was, here we are doing a documentary on weather, and there's no weather. Uh So what did you do to solve that problem? What we did is we turned it into a running joke. Mm -hmm. As we said, not only are we doing a documentary on weather, we're searching for weather. So we drove all over the, the, the New England area of the United States, mm-hmm. traveling to find weather. Never found it, but uh, we solved it with, with adding it into the script of the documentary. So mm-hmm. we still got our content points across, but we had a, a whole B story talking about looking for weather that just wasn't there. But then you were able to get your underlying story across. You never forgot that that's what you needed, right? Right. There, there's actually a case that happened recently over at USC where one of our student film crews uh, were, were making a movie and they had a scene in a dining hall that the director and the production designer had chosen with great care because it had exactly the look that they wanted. And they got to the location that day and the guy pulled the plug on them. The guy Mm. who owned the location said, no way, you're not shooting here at the end. So they lost their location at the last moment and had to figure out what to do to tell that scene, to tell that story. So how did they solve it? Well, what they ended up doing is they created an entirely new dining hall in a different room. That wasn't a dining hall at all. But they went back and decided what are the important elements that we need to tell the story. You know, it's interesting. Each of these problems is solved by referring back to what's important to tell the story. Mm -hmm. 
Don't hold on to something you don't need uh, because it'll shortchange those things that you do need. If you don't really need your dolly shot to say what you want to say, get rid of it and figure out a way to tell the story otherwise. Production is a never-ending process of problem solving. Mm -hmm. You can almost never do exactly what you have planned. Right. Reality have, intervenes. <laughs> you have to plan, mm -hmm. but you have to be flexible. And you base that flexibility on the story. Right. So coming up with those solutions is really important. But here's, here's a great key for this. Not every problem needs a solution by you. Right? You should ask, well, what would we do to solve this, right? This, I think, is a really important point that I learned, which is if somebody comes to me with a problem, ask them for their advice on how to solve it first, because sometimes they'll have an even better idea of the solution than I do. Mm -hmm. We'll be back with a tip right after this. The best way to be prepared for problems on set is to plan ahead and divide your shots into three categories. The first is shots that you need to have. The second is shots that you'd like to have. And the third are shots that you'd like to have, but only if you have time to shoot them. Preventing problems is all about prioritizing. Production is a never-ending process of problem solving. So you should prioritize your issues based upon your story, and that way you'll maximize your chance of a successful production. My name is Larry Jordan. His name is Norman Holland. And thanks for watching The Two Real Guys. Thank you.